1: conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey it's boomer and geo on the fan and the cbs sports network
0: Studio, Boomer of Science and Greg Giannotti, it's Boomer and Geo on the fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network, and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app, good Friday morning, a feel-good Friday like it always is here on Boomer and Geo, I'm feeling good today, I feel like I've got a, a great outfit, I feel like I look good in the monitor already, and I know Boomer's going to agree with me on that. I heard our buddy Pete Hoffman screaming about Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers again driving in. And he's just he's uh, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Derek Carr and Rodgers, Derek Carr and Rodgers. Derek Carr, Derek Carr, Carr and Rodgers, 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 Derek Carr, Carr and Carr. Car, 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 car. So I'm sure we'll talk more about that because why not some more Daniel Jones contract stuff and plenty more in this busy world of sports at the end of February. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Now, I've been better, but it is feel good Friday, so uh, you know I'm going to fight through
2: it. It's not that I have any sort of physical ailments. Uh, a little mentally uh, debilitated over watching the New York Rangers last three games. That's three game losing streak, first time since November. Not happy about that. This is not the time to be falling down and. Forgetting how to play hockey, so uh, hopefully they'll end it in Washington uh, over the weekend. But Nobody I- cares about Shut hockey. Shut And the fact that nobody cares about hockey, my partner happens to be wearing my son-in-law's jersey for some stupid reason today. Well... I have no idea why are you wearing a Matty March jersey
0: today. All right, have a couple of reasons why. One, he had a spectacular game and a win a couple of nights ago. And last night, your guys, uh, you know, against the Red Wings, lacked effort, and... I just thought, you know, Matt, Matty March is the ultimate effort guy. So I just really thought that representing that this morning, yeah. you know, and I felt like. And where did you get that jersey, by the way? Uh, at the Islanders Pro Shop. They gave it to you? At uh, UBS. That's right. I went down there and they said, hey, you know, have a run or whatever you'd like here. And I got myself uh, that you sweatshirt.
2: such a jerk.
0: I got myself the sweatshirt. I got myself the uh, that little uh, pullover thing that you don't like. And then I got myself this.
2: Well, at least it's not the, the Fish Sticks jersey. That's and this, good.
0: Was, this was the time to wear it. So the other reason why I wanted to wear it, too, today was I looked. I was very specific. I was waiting for the time. Okay. Is that I know Matt's home today. I know yes. he's home. Because they played at home a couple nights ago. He's home this morning. And they have a game tonight. They have a game tonight. So he is home, and he can see this, and he can watch it. So that's another reason why I put it on today. And now, now all of a sudden, because he's on the, the number one line... That's right. ...you're a front-running, you know what? Ex- exactly. And I'm not denying that. Um, so, And to me, you know, working two hours with the neurovirus from six to eight earlier this week, I feel like I was the ultimate effort guy. So I think me and Matt are sort of one and the same. Okay. You know, guys who like to grind it out. Yeah, you're a grinder. Right, yeah, guys sure. who grind it out, guys yeah. who are are there for their teammates... You know, guys that you can always count on. So I just I feel a little simpático with with Matt. So I just thought today was the day. Yeah. So I guess people do care about hockey after all. Well, I care about Matt Martin. Yeah. Okay. I do care about Matt Martin, and I yeah. care about uh, John Ledecky, and I care about that uh, that organization. Yeah. I'm wondering if uh, Matt went into Lane Lambert and demanded
2: more ice time. <laughs> Probably not. You no. Know, no. I think it has to do a lot of injuries, and uh, you know, yeah. he was up there playing with Horvat and uh, a- Anders Lee, and. And all next thing you know, he's involved. He's in the mix. He's getting stars of the game. He's getting goals. He's getting
0: assists. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's right. Where has this been all of his career? You know, put him up there. Let's go. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, this is. Think about all the wasted opportunities offensively in his career because he wasn't on first lines.
2: (laughs) Look, the most important. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. The most important thing. I, you know, he's the father of my grandchildren. Yeah, yeah. uh, everything else is secondary to me for that. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, uh, he's uh, getting an opportunity now because of injuries and things of that nature. And, you know, he plays a very simple hockey game, my man, straight ahead. Yep. Throw the puck to the front of the net and go run somebody over. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the way you are.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, man. Just run some people over. I can't even begin to tell you how excited I
2: am today, not because you're wearing that jersey and not because, you know, he's playing on the line, the first line for the Islanders and all this other stuff. I got my Baseball Digest.
0: Today. Oh, I did too,
2: yeah. Look at that.
0: Right. When was the last time you got a magazine like this? I, I, I thought the same thing, and it was addressed to me. I thought someone just dropped it in no, the office. No, it's addressed to me too. I know. So I was I was shocked. I was like, a magazine? I didn't know what to do with it. Look at this. It's, a, it's amazing. Yeah. It's I just, got a
2: chock full of information like it used to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's something that I would read on a plane like 15 years ago. You know, when, when I used to travel through the airports
2: yeah. when I was a player, there was always the Athlon, uh, you know, yeah, pre- <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah. preseason, you know, of course, uh, predictions and things like that. I used that. to love that, yeah. And they used to have regional covers. Mm-hmm. And I think I was on like five, five or six of those regional covers. So you I ever keep those? Uh,
0: I probably have them somewhere, I think. Yeah, they're probably in like Richie Hahn's bathroom for poop or, or reading. Something.
2: I think uh, Sydney gave me a um, a legacy box.
0: You know what that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, you, sh- you showed me that. I didn't know until you got one of those yeah, things. Yeah, it's
2: a pretty neat thing. But I mean, like, what am I going to do? Am I going to take it out for show and tell? Yeah, you know, hey, look at my legacy box, and it's right. very sweet uh, because normally my daughter's is giving me some sort of skin treatment or some sort right. of diet to, because I mean they're fat and older or whatever. But uh, I wish Gina would
0: give me her legacy box.
2: Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is kind of interesting. A lot of numbers in this uh, baseball digest, and I know you're a big numbers guy.
0: Oh yeah, sure. I love baseball numbers. You know me in baseball stats, right? Exactly. Just, I just can't, I'm just swimming in them all the time.
2: Why they they're they're projecting the Philadelphia Phillies as a wild card team, and the Atlanta Braves as a wild card team? Do so you know what that means? that they know, know who the Mets? beast of the East is? They've got the Mets winning the division. They do. Oh Nationally wow. East champions. Okay. I like it. But what the hell does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> really? doesn't really mean anything, but I got my Baseball Digest. So whoever sent it to me, thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm assuming they sent it to us, right? It just Baseball Digest itself? I guess. Let's I've see been here. getting that here for years. Oh, you have been? Every month for years. But you never share it with us.
3: I throw right in the garbage, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> you rec- never
2: share it with us? I recycle it. Do you get Football Digest? No. Is there a thing ba- called Football Digest? I just get that Baseball one. All right. Is there a Hockey Digest? Not sure, I think there is. I mean, you should be getting that, and I should be you should be giving it to
3: me. but instead of recycling it this time, I put it out on the shelf like for anyone to take Brandon Tierney
0: was very excited be yeah all over yeah. Says, May I have
2: this right. I'm thinking that Evan's all over this. this too, is right?
0: like a sports Illustrated swim swimsuit edition for a twelve year old for Brandon Tierney and you know? and for Evan and those pages are stuck the together. in a
3: Ooh, ooh, ah. ooh. I know.
0: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> 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 I was thinking about you know I got some yeah. uh, I got some spare time yeah uh, this week coming up because uh, my wife and daughters are taking a trip to see uh, Gina's dad so I was thinking about reading this Baseball Digest over the weekend thinking nice bringing it home and reading it getting up on all my uh, Oakland Athletics or this swimsuit issue <laughs> yeah hold that too yeah there'll be plenty And there'll be plenty of that happening
2: okay <laughs> yeah I yeah yeah but I still. Uh, I can't. I can't look at you in that jersey.
0: Honestly, <laughs> sorry. Oh, what a perfect day! I lined it up perfectly. You got your guys loafing it. Yeah, yesterday, Maddie March is doing things he's never done in his life. You think you're going to make this trade, but it didn't really happen last night. Well, it's just they, a they, they, day. They, the, the trade's going it's, it's to it's, happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You sure about yeah, that? Yeah, it's so going to happen already
2: because of financial issues. They have to work some things out for to be able to absorb. Whatever uh, portion of um, what's his name, Uh, Patrick Kane's face. But you know, the problem was the real disappointing thing. I was watching, you know, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko skate around the ice last night. I was ice capades and get and was lazy on defense. And you wonder why St. Louis dumped them on us. You know, get your ass in gear and let's go. Yeah, he's just another one of these, you know, uh, feed-up Russians, right? Uh, I'll tell you what. Last night he was. I mean, I don't know how much he paid for those seats, but he had a point-blank spot on one of the on the third goal for the Red Wings. That's he doesn't for sure. care. You think he cares about being a Ranger? I would like to think he cares. No, he doesn't care. If about you watch being a this, Ranger. you watch ninety-one. He's the right wing right here on the bottom. Watch this. Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch him skate. Watch yeah. watch, watch, watch his crap. Yeah. look at the guy in front of him. Yeah, look at that. I mean, I'm like, and nobody on MSG. I mean, no, no. And I like Joe Micheletti, and I like Sam Ryan. I love those guys, and I always love listening to them. Uh, Steve Aliquette can somebody actually point out the laziness yeah I mean, you know it doesn't always have to be bullcrap propaganda point out a guy that's not doing what he's supposed to be doing yeah well you especially a guy that you just traded for and everybody's all jacked up because you got him
0: well that's what happens with the Knicks too like I love Wally Zerbiak but if Julius Randall did a backflip and had 15 turnovers in a row it would be like man you love the effort here Absolutely love the oh, well. Listen, that's what they do. Yeah,
2: I know. I know what they and, do. You know, and, they, and they're back in. Uh, you know, they're they're back on the court tonight playing Washington, and this is like the stretch run now for the Knicks. I I think the, the Knicks should be able to catch the Nets. Oh, they. Will. I mean, come on, they will. And you, you know, Josh Hart wants to be here. He wants a contract extension. Thinks it's a perfect spot for him. And you know, Jalen Brunson's been unbelievable. And because of Jalen Brunson, and because of Josh Hart. I think that Julius Randle has been the biggest, biggest benefactor because the ball's not always in his hands.
0: Yeah, well, I, I would agree with that. I mean, to me, I'll, I'll keep saying it. These are the things that I want to see. The two things that would make this season a tremendous success. Can they catch the Cavaliers at number four, you think? I'm going to say no. I, I want them to be the five seed or the four seed. Okay. And they're probably going to end up playing the Cavaliers. And I'd like to see them win that series. Because that would be great, even though I love Donovan Mitchell and wanted him here. If you could win that series with Donovan Mitchell in Cleveland and then get to a second round, that to me would be a tremendous, for this season and what I expected, that would be a tremendous success. I, they're not going to beat Philadelphia. No, of course not. They're not going to beat anybody at the top of the column. They're not going you know, Milwaukee, they're not beating Boston, they're not beating the So
2: let me When does Mitchell Robinson return? That's a big question for all of us. Is yeah. that in a couple of weeks now? Or what? what is that? And is he... Is he doing anything to stay in shape? I'm, I'm assuming he's running because it's his hand, right? So he's got to be doing something.
0: Yeah, I, so uh, let's see. Against good possibility against the Wizards was this morning by Zach uh, Brazillier. All right, so that would be interesting to see then how
2: Thibodeau plays it, and whether or not Jericho Sims sees any uh, any run or not. I mean, I would like to think that you would. You don't have to just play nine players, play ten players, get everybody involved and let everybody play, you know, full on. Yeah, and obviously, it, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. you, you're on the court.
0: You're going full on. Let's go. And then, obviously, the Wizards were talking about tonight, uh, Friday night. So, Mitchell Robinson trending toward a return uh, tonight in the nation's That'd be good. I, mean, I feel like they haven't played basketball for like three weeks. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, well, they, they, they really haven't. <laughs> I mean, that's what it <laughs>
2: They've been. Off it's about been. This to be like the 10th day, right? So, today is 10 days they've been off until today? Yeah. The 10 or 9, something like that? But, yeah. I mean, it's a... Uh, you know, this is this is their their moment to make a run of some sort. I mean, we don't expect the championship, but they have been right in the middle of this four, five, six, seven kind of you know spot. So if they can get to five or four, that would be a hell of a year.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But then they got to win around. They they can't have what happened to them against Atlanta happen again where they end up being the four-seed and then get embarrassed you know, in the you first know, round of the a, playoffs. It's
2: amazing that Atlanta has fired their coach
0: and the Knicks haven't Yeah, from that series. It's true. Atlanta has completely underperformed and underwhelmed since that series. Trey Young was supposed to be coming into stardom at that point and has taken a huge step back since then. And the Knicks are just sort of, I mean, they're solid. That's what they are. They're a solid basketball team with a tremendously talented point guard that they haven't had in many, many years. So if they could if they could win around, then I I think that that changes things for me. Now I don't know who that available next star is for them, but you want to talk about people looking at the Knicks differently? Two things have done that. What about One, Jalen Brown of the Celtics? Yeah,
2: how's he going to end up with the Knicks? Uh, you see how much money that the Celtics may have to pay him next
0: year? Yeah, but that's who you have to keep.
2: I mean, how are they going to? I mean, the Celtics really going to go for that?
0: Yeah, why wouldn't you? you going to get one of your top two players walk when you were the, went to the NBA finals last year. You're the, the one seed right now. You have another good chance of getting to the finals again. you let that guy walk. I mean, they could pay him more than anybody else. I don't know. That would be shocking to me if they didn't end up paying him. Now, if this team was underachieving,
2: it's sure. a different story. But, I mean, this is working. Weren't they talking about him and, you know,
0: for Kevin Durant, that yeah, kind of thing? Right. Which to me would have been a disaster for them because this is. I mean, think about it. That team is so good that yeah, everybody's talking about Ime Udoka and how spectacular of a coach he was. I mean, he leaves and they're they're just as good if not better. You know. By the way, the Celtics and the Nets did absolutely
2: the right thing when it came to their coaching hires. The sure. Both 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 organizations
0: did the right thing, and Jacques Vaughn got an extension. That's, by yeah, the way. that's the point. Right. Right. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean the, the Nets are going to fall a little bit back. The Knicks are going to move up a little bit. And I think that, you know, for the Rangers, for you, I think you got to get back to an Eastern Conference final again at the very least. At At the very least. At the very least. But the thing about it
2: is that Boston just made a huge trade last night, and it is a big trade. They added two veterans, one on defense, one on offense. And the defensive guy Orloff, was a, is a great, was a really good player for the Capitals. It looks like the Capitals have mailed it in, which is good for your Islanders. Yeah, sure. And uh, they also uh, acquired this guy uh, Hathaway, who's a pain in the ass kind of fourth line player. So they're already a tough team, and they just got tougher. And they just we got made, eight losses. There, it's ridiculous how good they are. But I'm just saying, like you know, could this be a team that has not felt a lot of adversity during this season? And then we all know how difficult the NFL, NHL playoffs are. Is it going to be, you know, one of these things where they can go in and get knocked off by somebody? I mean, you know, Columbus did it to Tampa Bay a few years back. Sure. You know, who's going to do that? It's not going to be easy. I, I can tell you that. But, and they're playing their asses off and, and they just
0: uh, improved their team significantly. Yeah. And it's, it could still be Devil's Rangers in the first round. Right. It's going to be. Which, most is, just, which is just idiotic. Because both those teams deserve to at least play in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And you're going to have, because of the stupid way that the yeah. schedule of the standings are set up with this wild card, which is something that they have to change, one of those teams, after having two great years, is going to be out right yeah, away. If the Islanders do make it, they could end up opening with Boston in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Not a great situation. That means Sorokin's got to be on his game. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great. <laughs> He's situation. He's got to be
2: really on his game.
0: Yeah, I mean they're the, they're the best team hands down in the game right now. So
2: that would be very difficult. Yeah, and it's, you know the, if if these teams that were in the East were playing in the West, I mean the the Islanders would probably be like fifth or fourth in the West right now. That's how difficult the Eastern Conference is, especially the Metro Division. Well, the
0: Bruins haven't seen the likes of Matt Martin on that first line, so there you go keep him there first round of the playoffs watch out he's like (laughs) Timo Solani in his prime
1: (laughs) okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe
0: Hi, Boomer Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. We did complain that Katie Couric was delivering that George Steinbrenner news in a previous rejoin, and they fixed that and they put a uh, WFAN voice in there. And it was uh, Joe Beningo just now, so that was very, very good. So instead of Katie Couric saying that George Steinbrenner is dead in a memory that uh, many WFA and listeners would, I guess, have and harken back to, we now have Joe Beningo going, George Steinbrenner is dead at 80, and I was jealous of him and the Yankees. uh, He's dead. 877-337-6666, bro. Uh, So that sounds good. It sounds better. sounds more like us, you know? Yes, it does. Sounds more like the way we do things. Yeah, that's how we do it. You know, uh, speaking of uh, death stuff that was reported here, uh, I think I've told the story before, but Minko, when he get he used to get going with these these updates, he just used to plow right through them. And it was an unfortunate situation with the racehorse Barbaro who had passed <laughs> away. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yes. So he gets to the end of, you know, this is like the last thing he's going to do in his update. So he finishes up, you know, he's like, Mets and Braves. Uh, Jojo Reyes and Stephen Matz uh, tonight at seven ten. Anna dead. <laughs> <laughs> and I went mink. I said, I know you didn't mean it. it didn't come out great. I, but mean, <laughs> I mean, you got to have some sympathy. And he's like, Oh, I didn't. I didn't realize. <laughs> <laughs> right through. Anna Barbara's dead. Just read what was on the script. And <laughs> yeah. <That> he wrote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Uh, what's going on, Jerry? You had a late night last night, oh, huh?
3: Yes, we did. A terrible I mean, night. There's nothing worse than when the game's already supposed to start at 8.30 yeah. and you got the countdown clock is down to, like, uh, maybe 17 minutes. Like, uh, it's late, whatever. And then all of a sudden it resets to 32 minutes because oh, no. the game on before, it's going long.
2: Oh, Ugh. no. That, that is the worst. Brutal. And then you got to sit around and then you got to do a losing game. And, it, and a much longer pregame show mm. on WCBS. Do you, uh, do you see now who's in third place in the Big Ten? Uh Minnesota. No. Oh. Maryland. Uh, oh.
3: I was gonna I say I cannot believe like, well, going yeah, no, from I know. The, from I know.
2: From the game that you guys has absolutely torched us. They have come together. They, it's been unbelievable to
3: run their own. Yep. I know. I know. 35
0: points, Jerry? Not
3: great. Yeah. Not what they were looking for. And yeah. they were and they were up 13 3 quickly. The place was packed last night. I mean, it was the line to get in was ridiculous. And they got out to a great start, and then it just went awry. Not and good. the game, by, and it was it was closer than that score. By the way, a lot of foul shots at the end, trying to foul the, You know, did Jawan
2: Howard try to punch anybody? No, he no. was fine. He, he was fine. Was
3: fine. Okay. He, but uh, they got some player. The team's good. They got some play. They beat you know they beat Michigan State that very emotional game um, in yes, after the after yes. the shootings. Yes, um, to where I was talking to some of the people there. They even said it was so unusual. Usually, Michigan, Michigan State. You know, you hate one another. And Michigan State, like, they were given a standing ovation by the Michigan fans in Ann Arbor. It was just a very odd, you know, situation. Well, they had
2: that whole thing on the football field, too. They had uh, that big fight before a game. Oh,
0: that's right. Remember Michigan
2: State and Michigan this Mm -hmm. year, and Jim Harbaugh was ticked off. And and so all that stuff, hopefully, is kind of buried now because of what happened at Michigan State. I don't know. They've won a couple games in a row now, and they're playing good, too. So, whatever. Three more games to go before the Big Ten
3: tournament uh, in Chicago, which is... In two weeks. Uh, we are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com and by Edison Heating and Cooling. The NBA is back. The Knicks 33 and 27 restart in Washington. The Nets 34 and 24 play the Bulls in Chicago. That game on the fan at 745. Now I'm going to play you a highlight of one of the coolest plays you will see. A defensive play boomer. How about that? How in this day and age that? in the NBA, we're talking Sixers, Grizzlies. We are talking superstars. John ja Morant with the ball. Joel Embiid, however, having none of it.
4: It's Duran exploding. Going up, not in mid-flight by Embiid.
3: Picked up by Tillman. Oh my, we are seeing, I am telling you,
2: this is elite. Listen to me, people. Elite level rim protection You almost really? cannot believe what you're saying. Oh, my God.
0: Wow. That is really some play. It was pretty good. I mean, I that did. is the, the best against the best. Yeah. Though, right? I mean, that is the, the best high-flying dunker right now in his prime. And, and the biggest or best big man, at least in the paint, defending right now. One of the best. And that's just it's mono e mono. It's I mean that that's great to see. You don't you don't see a lot of this in the NBA today. That was awesome. No, well I mean, you know the Mavericks won
2: 142 to 116. Well, they played the Spurs. Yeah, but I'm saying like you know there were team there were games last night where the scores were ridiculous. Yes, I mean, we shoot a lot of threes in the NBA. Right, but so you this had game 15, was pretty good. 109, 142 forty two, one thirty eight. 108 106 110 105 115 110 142 116 20 pressures at this point? 120 119 124 111 <laughs> it would be funny if you said 120 or 82 80. <laughs> 133 116 yeah I think I, and a defensive play in one game
0: well it was a cool play I mean was, we're not we're not trying to make some sort of uh, generality about the NBA We just we're looking at like one particular play that was fun to watch and that 142 to 138 game was the Celtics and Pacers
3: over-under on three-shot in this game. I will set the over-under at 75 total, not for one team, obviously. I'll go over. Boomer? Under. Oh, no, it's way over, actually. It is 88. 88 three-shot in the game. That is, that's, but that's why the scores are what they are, especially out of 88 of them. They made, let's see, 18, if I get to the math, 18, they made 40 of them. 43s went in. So that's an extra 40 points. So, and it was an overtime game as well. But yes, that was a very high scoring game. Anyhow, Sixers did win this game by the score of 110 105. Embiid, 6 block shots to go along with 27 points, 19 rebounds, and 6 assists. So they are out to a good start as well. Uh, James Harden, 31 points for Philly. Um, I know you just randomly gave the scores. The 142-138 one was the Celtics winning. The 124-111 uh, one was the Lakers winning. And the 142-116 one... That would be the Mavericks winning.
0: Right corner, Irving against Branham. Measures him, steps back for three. He hits. And just like that, Kyrie with eight in the fourth quarter. The NBA's leading fourth quarter score at 9.8.
3: And that was Mavericks Radio, a three there. He scored 23. Mavs beat up the uh, lowly Spurs by a lot. Luka Doncic, uh, the near triple-double, 28.7 rebounds and 10 assists. Meantime, it's not just at the fan. It's not just in society. The bug has hit TNT. Shaquille O'Neal uh, not feeling well tonight. Oh Please stop it. Please stop it. We send him our bed. <laughs> you no, know he's, he's under the baby or whatever. And yeah.
0: hey, let's go down the street. Whatever. You'll see him at the hookah bar. Yeah. If, he, if he took off and stayed in Atlanta, he's an idiot. <laughs> not big fan of And he gives it. the big fan hookah bar, Eddie, not the hooker bar. Hookah. <laughs> is that what you he said <laughs> well he gave a face like that <laughs> the apartment now, that i lived in in the story was right next to a hookah bar and it was that hookah bar went in there a couple times awesome you sit there you know you that's something that uh, Youssef loves to do by the way is the hookah yeah you just sit there you know have a little uh little smoke on the hookah and then you relax you get like different flavors and stuff <laughs> And i was Really, sort of. Uh, and then you run naked into a, you know, a deli across the street. You no, know, that's when I was uh, drunk. I did that. Uh, Not oh. uh, hookah. I wouldn't have had the energy to do that. Oh, okay. Uh, it chills but, you yeah. out? Yeah, it chills you out. I was immersing myself in Egyptian culture at that time of my life. <laughs> Will there be any hookah stops this weekend for you? No. I'm, no. I got to be honest with you. I'm just looking forward to doing nothing. Okay. I just wanted. to. Like, the, the quiet house with nobody in it is something that just does not happen these days. Will
3: you walk around nude at some point?
0: Yes. <laughs> at, <laughs> you didn't even think about that. Point, <laughs> the, the entire time, I think I will. I was going to shut the blinds and just... <laughs> Bare cheeks on the couch and everything. Ah, oh, come on, <laughs> yuck. Uh,
3: former former Giants backup quarterback Davis Webb joining the Broncos to be the team's quarterbacks coach. The Rams and uh, linebacker Bobby Wagner mutually agree to part ways. Uh, some thoughts from Bucks head coach Bruce Arians on Tom Brady's next chapter of his life. Broadcasting. Arians a guest on the Rich Eisen show.
0: We had a good laugh about it tonight. I said, "You know how hard that is." I said, now, the one thing you'll have that I didn't have, you'll be flying private.
3: you <laughs> will <laughs> be able to get from place to place. In terms of watching Brady and his former Buck struggle, we know he was on the sideline for some of these games, so he saw it up close and personal. It was
0: really, really hard. Tom wasn't himself, you know, with all the things that were going on. And I got to give him all the credit in the world for battling through what he went through last year. Um,
3: for his his teammates. Yeah, well, it didn't work out so well for them, but uh, that was on the Rich Eisen Show. Spring baseball of note. We got games starting this weekend, and we got a couple of old vets for the Mets that are going to be at the top of the rotation. Their names are Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Here's Scherzer, who said on uh, Thursday he is with this team this season for one reason and one reason only. 40 million other reasons, but... And that's why you play the game. Uh, you play the game uh, to go out there and win this whole thing. Uh, and, you know, Steve obviously has that, uh, you know, that dream. Uh, the, you know, all the coaches have You know, front office and all the players, you know, that's all of our dreams. We make all the sacrifices in our lives to put ourselves in, just to have a chance to be able to win this thing. <laughs> sacrifices? <laughs> yeah, a lot of sacrifices. A lot of sacrifices. You, you saw that video. I mean, they're killing themselves. Don't oh, they? yeah, they're working <laughs> hard. <laughs> yes. oh, God. Here's, uh, here's Verlander. Sacrifices. He says he's working. Working hard, and he is not just going through the motions at this stage in his career.
1: It would be such a disservice to myself, and what an example I I need to set for my daughter. Like, um, I'm spending time away from her now, and 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 why would I take all this on if I didn't just want to be
0: the best I could possibly be? Now, I don't know, forty
2: four million dollars. Maybe yeah. that's why
0: could be a part of it. And
2: your daughter and your wife could live a beautiful life while you're out there working hard. Port St. Lucie. I mean, these guys are they. It, Totally out of touch with reality. Well, what else would they say? They talk a lot. I, don't well, I mean, know. like,
0: if they—if it was like, listen, the only reason I'm here is because Steve Cohen's the only person that's going to pay me this money. If you, you told me nuts.
2: I was going to be 40 years old, making more money than my age, I'd be more than happy to show up.
0: Yeah, then people would kill
2: him for that. Oh, well, he'd get murdered exactly. if he said that. So he yeah, just, but, but that's the reality. I mean, this whole thing about, you know, you want to say sacrificing maybe early on in their careers and going through surgeries and things of that nature. I, I understand all that, but. These guys are at the top of their game. They're making more money than everybody else. I agree. And it just one year at $40 million changes everything.
0: I know. I'm just saying this is what they have to say. Yeah, and yeah. and we, we talk about it all the time. These guys talk too much. It starts in February. doesn't end until October, sometimes November. How about,
2: you know, it's such a privilege to be out here and to be playing for an organization that still believes in me and is paying me the amount of money they are. That's why I'm here, and that's why I hope... That we can win a championship yeah. and deliver it for the owner who's taking great care of us. How about that?
0: And then it says Verlander says the only reason he's here is money. That's that's the headline. <laughs> that, is that, that is how that you would you be translated. This is the reason I'm here is the money. You
3: know, it's amazing what you just said too about the money. If you told me someone was giving you a five year deal at eight million dollars per season, that sounds nice. That's forty million. That's what he gets this year.
2: Yeah, forty four. He gets more than and, that. Actually. And how many starts will he have? Thirty. Yeah, I would say
3: I, yeah I would hope these guys have been row I would say verlander would give you 30 35 starts maybe you would if he think makes so every i mean it's like,
2: yeah I mean and ultimately it's all going to come down to one thing and that's going to be the playoffs More, and whether or not they are still have the liveliness in their arms and they're still pitching right. well and it sure is there's arm dead in yeah, October right, right. That's what it comes down to. Like,
0: I mean, Does everybody forget how terrible he was that Friday no, night start? No, like, no. It's like, oh, man, like uh, Max Scherzer is ready to win a championship. Last time I saw that guy, he was barfing on himself.
3: He was not good in that that series in Atlanta before the playoffs. Awful. Not good. Oh, Just a terrible taste in your mouth. Also Ugh. not good effort last night, specifically on one goal by the Red Wings. Andrew Kopp. Open day the one That made it 3 1. I believe that's the one you were complaining about on yes, social media. Yeah, it's the because... goal
2: because he's loafing and taking it. I mean, he's scammed. He didn't stop. No, he's not. <laughs> I'm joking. Trust me. I mean, it I, have right no, I have no idea what the hell they're doing. I was Sam Rosen on MSG
3: 4 <laughs> 1. But Detroit you know when they say
2: 200 foot player, Jerry, and you got to get back and you got to cover your wings and you got to support your defense? 91 did not do that on that play. No, that's going to be, by the way, I'm like, I'm sitting there watching this and I'm like, okay, you know, listen, Keandre Miller made a mistake too, as well. But you can't sit here and tell me, you know, this is exactly what they probably saw in St. Louis from him and saying, you know, this is why we're getting rid of you guys because this half ass, you know, you're in the middle of a, a deep Stanley Cup playoff run, hopefully. You know, and that's unacceptable. That is half-assery. That is unacceptable. I'm sorry. Well, yeah. here's Gerard gone.
3: He says the effort was not good,
2: not good enough. We didn't play hard enough for 60 minutes. And uh, you know what bothered me about
3: it is some of those goals they scored in the rush. We had bad weeds in the rush, and they left them wide open. See, they had bad the weeds. Goals were, you know, got <laughs> it. You got for me. Bad, Bad, weeds weeds <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Bad weeds on the wash. Yes.
0: Bad weeds on the wash. So, Rangers
3: uh, suffer the uh, regulation loss. As for the Devils, they get a late goal to get things even, and then they beat the Kings in overtime. 2.38 to go in overtime. Mercer applies the brakes, looks around, has some room, hands it off. Hamilton in deep in front. They score! Yeah. Overtime game winner, it's the Sydney and the Devils win 4-3. Where's Chico?
2: Yeah. Where I mean, I I'll tell you this, know. Dawson Mercer has been on fire like the yeah. last couple weeks. There's the 91 who cares. Yeah, <laughs> there you go
3: had uh, two goals including that game winner last night Devils win 4-3 Nico Hischier ties the game in the final minute of regulation here was Mercer on the first overtime game winning goal of his career
0: yeah it was good Obviously, I was hoping to get out there to see. I had the feeling in my like the stick but uh when I knew Dougie see me I was just happy to get a stick on it and luckily enough it went 5 hole
3: and both of those well that was on uh, MSG Matt Lachlan on Devils radio Devils 3815 and 5 and we covered earlier Michigan being Rutgers 58-45 last night
0: Been coming up that we're very excited about at 8 a.m. Yes, we had to push it off from Wednesday because I was uh, out with the neurovirus. But since everybody is back, well, since I am back, everybody was here the whole week. Um, I will be uh, announcing it with Boomer coming up at 8 a.m. So we're very excited about that. Boomer finally knows what's going on. Uh, so we will talk about it. Uh, there was something that happened in the NFL yesterday that I'm sure has happened before. And it might have happened just a handful of times, but I cannot imagine being this person and walking back into that building with a different title. Meaning, Vance Joseph, who is the head coach of the Denver Broncos, the guy who everybody looked to, when you walk into that building, Vance Joseph is making the decisions, he's telling you what the the carpet colors have to be, painting the walls, all of these things. Working with the general manager, he is the guy. Signs a big contract as the head coach. And then gets fired. He's out, he's done, miserable mess. Now he comes crawling back when Sean Payton is the head coach to be the defensive coordinator? Like, I know that it's a nice situation. Denver, the Broncos, it's a great place, it's a great organization. And people want to work there. But to be a head coach and then come back hat in hand as the defensive coordinator a few years later has to be a massive ego blow. No, well, different owners in the building, totally different
2: people. Still, that's where you got to look at it. But and these guys, you know, they get you know they go round and round and round and round, you know, and. For whatever reason, Sean Payton, you know, I don't know what, you know, how real the Rex thing was. I don't really know how real the Matt Patricia thing was. But, um, you know, I mean, it would have been interesting had Rex been there. I thought that would have been really combustible. But, you know, maybe I think uh, Sean felt like he wanted Vance Joseph because he would be less, uh, intrusive and, more of a kind of get-along guy as opposed to a guy that's going to be out there on an island by himself? Yeah, but you think Rex is out-there-on-an-island-by-himself oh, yeah, guy? Definitely. I feel like
0: he's an inclusive guy.
2: No, I think I think Rex is a huge personality. Well, we know that, yeah. I we love Rex. I love Rex. I oh, think yeah. he was great here for the Jets, and he gave the Jets exactly what they needed. He was the personality. He won games because he was the coach and the players played for him. Mm-hmm. And he And he could play with a... Kind of like a, you know, Mark Sanchez's personality was good to fit with Rex because Rex was the bigger of the two personalities. I think when Matthew Stafford went to the Rams, he had the right coach. He had the big personality in Sean McVay. And and you know Matthew Stafford didn't have to be the guy like he had to be the guy in Detroit. He just didn't have that personality to be that guy. Like Tom Brady has an all-encompassing personality. Peyton Manning, all-encompassing, yeah. he takes over the entire franchise. That's not who Matthew says Stafford was, and that's certainly not who uh, Mark Sanchez was. And that's why it worked great with uh, McVay and Stafford, and it worked great with Rex here with Mark Sanchez. Now, saying that about Rex's personality. You know, if you're Sean Payton, you know eventually you're going to have to deal with some stuff when it comes to Rex.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I I mean, Vance Joseph having been in that building and knowing the fan base and knowing what's going on, I mean, I guess could be an asset, but everything's different from when he was there. I just... I don't know. I just feel like that's a weird thing to do in your career uh, to to be like the the head guy and now have a smaller office when you come crawling back when know. there's 31 other franchises you could be working
2: for. He's probably getting a lot more money uh, going to this team, and you know, and quite frankly, there are probably players there that are still there that when he was there, when he first was there, yeah. And and look, let's face it. it this is Sean Payton's team now. Now, Sean Payton is the A-type personality in that Denver locker room. Yeah. And he's the one that's going to squash, you know, Russell Wilson. Get this all this sort other of crap out of here. You know, we, we don't have, you know, you don't have your own trainer in here. You don't have your own office in here. We're not paying people who are on your payroll to run your foundation. We're not, we're not doing any of that crap. You're coming here to play football, and that's it. Whatever you want to do away from the team, you do it away from the team somewhere else. You're not doing it here.
0: Yeah, I don't know if Sean Payton's going to come in and be able to resurrect Russell Wilson's career because I think the guy's just shot. I just don't think he's the same player any longer. And I think that some guys can play forever and and continue on. You know, there's different levels of it. Like the three guys who came in in 2004, you know, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, and Eli Manning. You know, Eli was the first one to deteriorate. And then Phillip Rivers was the second one, and Ben kept going. But, they, you know, they eventually hit a wall at some point. And I know that it was later in their careers and what Russell Wilson is right now, but I feel like he's he's hit that wall. He's just Man. not – I don't think he's got it in him anymore. Yeah,
2: wouldn't it be great to sit down with Nathan, Nathaniel Hackett and get the real honest, like, what the hell happened, and was he changing plays, or was he calling the wrong plays in the, in the huddle? I mean, you know, all the different things that different teammates were saying about Russell Wilson. But, yeah. you know, I – all I can tell you is that, you know, from our time uh, when we had him on our NFL today set down in Tampa for that Super Bowl, we knew. I Well, listen, I knew. I knew there there was no way he was staying with Seattle. And, you know, and Denver was a team that was like the Jets are right now. They're desperate for a quarterback presence because the last quarterback presence they had was Peyton Manning. So they went all in to acquire Russell Wilson and then gave him that contract extension, which is mind numbing. And gave him whatever he wanted within that building. And he just, he could not be the player that he was in Seattle. Just couldn't be. You know, and it, and it turned out that,
0: you know, the big biggest benefactor of that whole trade was Geno Smith. I know. Which is really amazing. And to see what type of contract he gets, if he ends up staying there, that's going to be. I'll be happy for him. I, really oh, yeah, well I mean, he's er-
2: he earned it. Yeah, and he should stay there, just like Daniel Jones should stay here in New York. I mean, like forty-five million dollars—you're out of your mind. Yeah, I mean, I, you got to you got to be realistic, and you got to have an understanding of who you are. And you know, fifteen touchdowns and five interceptions is not getting you forty million dollars a year. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you're just
0: not getting it. Yeah, and I mean, I, listen, I, I said this two weeks ago about Daniel Jones. I mean, I, I, if I'm the Giants, I'm calling that bluff. I'm you know, just his, doing his, it. His worth is somewhere
2: between twenty-seven and thirty-two million a year. Yeah, I would like, you know, if if you really want to give him something, do what the, the Vikings did with Kirk Cousins. And that kind of, guarantee the well, deal? Well,
0: yeah, like, you know, for three years.
2: Yeah, three years, 90. Yeah, something like, you know, in the, in, the, in that range, which is, it's fair for Daniel and it's fair for the Giants. Now, you know, whether or not Daniel's agents see this whole thing differently,
0: I, it is what it is. He's not a top 10 quarterback. He's just not. Yeah, I mean, after the season that he had, you could make a case that he could be top 15. I think with this group, and if they get better players around him, I think you could
2: see a steady growth. He could still grow even farther. Look how far Geno Smith came. Yeah. And it just took a while to get there. It took the right coaches. It took the right situation. Well, he the was right also players.
0: sitting for many years. He sat too.
2: for three years out there and yeah. became one of the more popular guys in that locker room when he was unpopular here in new york that was a well he matured and that was a big factor when he stepped in
0: it was seamless
2: right so i think that for daniel jones you know maybe five years from now you know we're sitting here and we're talking about you know four times a pro bowler maybe one all pro season because he's with this coaching staff and then he signs an even bigger contract but i i think right now the giants have got to be really smart about what they do and how they spend their money they that it Joe Shane, roll up your sleeves because this is your time, man. This is this is where you're going to make your money. This is where the GM, you know, last year it was like we had to cut, the, we had to cut some guys. We didn't want to cut them like a Bradbury. We have to make some changes. They're going to have to deal with Leonard Williams. They're going to have to deal with Kenny Galladay. They got to deal with Daniel Jones. They got to deal with Saquon Barkley. I mean, there's a million things that they got to get through right now.
0: Yeah, in the beginning of the season, they didn't even know if they were going to want to keep those two guys at the end of the year. Now they do, and they've got to figure out the best way to do it. Yeah, I would. I would call Daniel Jones as an agent's bluff. I would say, "Where, where are you getting? There's nobody else that's even considering you. you. We're
2: going to tag you. That's basically what I mean, it's come down to. And then, and then Saquon Barkley becomes a free agent.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I would even put that deal out there that you're talking about, like the the fully guaranteed, you know, three-year, thirty million dollars a year. Just put it out there, be like, listen, this, this is it. This is the deal. You think you could do better? Try to do better and, and see if there's anybody that. That's if they can get him to sign a contract. I yeah, I, you know. If not, they're going to end up tagging him. Sure,
2: which ends going to be thirty-two
0: point nine million dollars. That's it. Work. Which is yeah, which is great for him for a year, and then you'll see what happens the year after that. So, like, uh, so if that happens to, to, um, to Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson's going to be pissed. Yeah, there's a lot of momentum now about him leaving and how this is over. So a lot of momentum there as we were talking about yesterday. Um, uh, again, I go back to in regards to
2: him. About how they feel about him in Baltimore and whether or not he quit on their team. Because of the contract situation. Because of the contract situation. I mean, if that's the case,
0: then he just can't be there anymore.
2: He can't be. I I don't know how John Harbaugh can, you know, John Harbaugh can say whatever he wants publicly because he has to protect the franchise and everything else. But how he can march it back with a quarterback, you know, that wants the kind of money that he wants to me, Atlanta makes the most sense. That's the team that should give him the contract extension. They'll make their money back in the first 2 years of his contract because they will sell out, It'll be sponsorships, season tickets, you know, there'll be an excitement around the Atlanta Falcons that they haven't had since they went to the Super Bowl. <sighs> yeah. it makes total sense to me. I don't know why why that
1: wouldn't happen. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.